Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Modelo, a proud sponsor of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off, hand off Jacobs, has the first down in the big hole, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Raiders! Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz, he is smothered, and brought down, Max Crosby came around for the sack! Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Snap to car in the shotgun, back to pass. Climbs the pocket, eyes downfield, fires a strike to Devontae at the 25, breaks away 20, 15, 10, 5, dives, touchdown Raiders! And now, here's JT the Brick. All right, busy hour here, final hour of the day here. Q comes on right after me. Hope you get a chance to listen all day on the flagship of the Silver and Black Raider Nation Radio. As I opened up the show in hour number one, I went on a pretty big, intense rant on how big of a joke a Pro Bowl selection is nowadays unless you're not a first-team Pro Bowler. Everybody wants to be an All-Pro. All-Pro is the best at your position. So if you're an All-Pro, forget about the Pro Bowl. You're already a Pro Bowler if you're an All-Pro. But to be an All-Pro is a big topic. Max Crosby's been talking about that as of late here. We'll have some of that tomorrow. But the more and more I think about this, there's a point where it, when you become the seventh or eighth alternate and you get an invite to the Pro Bowl, you should not accept it. I mean, you should accept it as a trip and a free room for your wife and kids and maybe bring your brother-in-law with you and get to Vegas and have some nice dinners here. But you can't put that on your resume. You can't. You can't say that Tyler Huntley is a Pro Bowl. You cannot say that Tyler Huntley is a Pro Bowler. He had two touchdowns this year. Two. Not 22. And if he had 22, or even Derek Carr, who got benched by his team, we know why Derek got benched. Derek had a decent enough year. He got benched because they didn't want him to get, they didn't want him to get hurt because they're trying to trade him. And we'll see how that works out here. But there was a lot of fact into why Derek Carr didn't play the last two games as a hedge for the organization going into the offseason trying to get a better quarterback. You don't have to agree with that deal, but that's exactly why they did it. So Derek Carr was announced as a Pro Bowler today. As I see it, he's the seventh alternate. So if Derek's going to go around, and I don't think he's going around promoting it, he tweeted it out there, he had some fun with it, but Derek was a three-time Pro Bowler, now he's a four-time Pro Bowler. You look at this one as a seventh alternate, you look at it and say, does he deserve it? That's really the topic of the day. Do you deserve to have a title if you don't deserve the title? Everything in life. I've been a sports talk radio host. There's no different title. I'm not a senior sports talk host because I've done this over 25 years. I don't get a badge, right? Like, I'm not in the Army or the military that after 20 years of service, they give me a new title. I'm not a senior vice president. You know, uh, the consultants in, in sports radio love that scam. I'm a consultant. Really? What do you do? Well, I consult on radio. Really? Would you ever host a show? No. You ever do a show? Ever host a remote? How are you, you going to tell me? how to be better at my job. Why don't you sit here for 10 minutes and tell me how it works out for you? But there's consultants in sports radio. They read manuals from 20 years ago. Bobby's laughing. It's true. So when you're the seventh pick for the Pro Bowl at quarterback, does that count? What does it count for? It counts because on your Wikipedia and resume, at the end of your career, when you're sitting at home with your grandkids and you say you're a nine-time Pro Bowler, people aren't going to remember today and the fact that Derek Carr was the seventh alternate. I'm going to just say Derek had eight or nine Pro Bowls. He had a hell of a career. 
So people look at it differently. I don't know how you look at it. I think it's not worth fighting over, but it's worth me asking you about this because when you answer this question, I learn a lot about you. You might be saying to myself, hey, JT, relax, as Aaron Rodgers would say. This is all fun. It's dodgeball. It's the long drive contest. It's who can dive into some padded foam and make a great catch. Relax. Or you might say, hey, JT, I agree with you. We're becoming softer and softer by the moment. And I don't do a lot of woke radio. I don't talk politics and all that on the show. You know that from listening to me. I care about sports, and I don't want to see sports deteriorate to a point where it's laughable. And the Pro Bowl last year when I went to it, and I sat with my buddy Benson, who's a great philanthropist in this town, uh, Benson Reisman and I were sitting there with our wives, and I'll never forget this. It was a really fun story, more for me. I'm sitting there, and Benson's watching the first five plays, and I looked at his face and the look on his face when no one was tackling. Literally, no one was tackling. The ball was coming out, and guys were running to the ball and just surrounding the player and playing two-hand touch. He couldn't get it. And after about five plays, I told him, no, 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 they don't tackle in this game anymore. And it took less than a year for them to cancel the tackling and make it into an exhibition of flag football. So who benefits from flag football? I don't know. The kids. It's all about the children, isn't it? That's what we do in radio all the time. It's all about the children. The children are all freaked out. Or the children get to go. Or the children are offended. Clean up your language. There are children listening. Well, the Pro Bowl exhibition flag football game now is exclusively for children. If you're a grown-ass man and you sit in that game and you're in your 50s and you start saying, man, I, this, look at that play. But good luck, man. Good luck. This is for the kids. Go get the kids some popcorn. Get them, some, get them their drinks. Let them sit down and have fun and take selfies. This is no longer about a game. But I know Allegiant Stadium is going to pull it off. They have the East-West Shrine game. And we also have tickets for the East-West Shrine Bowl, the nation's oldest college football all-star game. Bill Belichick's in town coaching on that team. Bill Belichick, the greatest of all time. So go have fun and go enjoy it. But don't ever call me again and tell me about a pro bowler. Stop. Call me about an all-pro. All-pro, not pro bowlers. I can't take this seriously anymore. They have destroyed it. Just win Wendy. Kind enough to hold for us. How are you, Wendy? I'm, I'm good, but you just said don't call me about the pro bowl. <laughs> well, uh, the pro bowlers. You can call me about okay. the pro bowl, okay. but not uh, not who's a real who, who's a real pro bowl. Do you do you have higher respect for Derek Carr for getting this pro bowl announcement earlier today? No, I. But I got three points real mm-hmm. quick, and I'll I'll do it quick. I promise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, number one, I don't think Derek would have even considered this because it is a real snub, knowing he's seventh, except that. Devontae Adams is playing, mm-hmm. and Josh Jacobs is playing, and Max is playing. And I mean, AJ's there, but he, but but I mean, he and Devontae get to throw. He gets to throw the ball to Devontae again. Nobody's even talked about that. Mm-hmm. How much fun will that be? And and so I'm hoping, you know, that that's that's probably the number one reason he said yes. Number two, because you know, it is it's still um, it's still a line on the resume, mm-hmm. and I yep. understand that it's way down there. And then, do you know how many tickets have been sold in the last I do not. three hours? I do I not. I mean, people I no are going. I'm coming. Go I ahead. can't believe it. I wasn't going to come, but I'm going to come. Why not? You know, I get to wear my, my number four jersey one more time. And then, I guess my number three was that, um, um, that Derek gets to talk to other players and other coaches. Mm-hmm. And, and, oh, I know what I was going to say. 
the Pro Bowl is just fun. And, mm-hmm. you know, I understand that you were saying, you know, a, a grown-ass man can't sit and watch the Pro Bowl and think it's football. No, it's not football. And I didn't mm-hmm. even think it was football last year when I went. I, before I even got to the game, I knew this is just going to be fun. They're going to mm-hmm. be laughing. The two brothers that were playing against each other last year. I mean, it's just like watching kids play. So I think mm-hmm. it's, it's like, yes, it is for the kids, but it's also the players get to act like kids. And I think that's fun, and, 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 and I think it's fun to watch. So that's, that's my point of view, and I hope to see you this weekend. But, yeah, I'm going to go, and I'm going to have fun, and I hope to see, you know, some connections yes. between Derek and Devante and Derek and Josh and, you know, getting out there mm-hmm. one more time on Allegiant Field as a Raider. Nice. Nicely said, Wendy. Thank you. That's good. And I know Wendy wears her card jersey, and she should. She's a big fan. She visits me before every pregame show at the Torch and go out and have a lot of fun. I, I think one of the things I think everybody should expect is some announcement from Derek or Derek saying something. A, a, a microphone. There's microphones all over the place. Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. That's going to be a big-time story. I'm, I'm sure if Derek is out there competing, Derek Carr will hear cheers from the fans who are there. And I would suspect he's going to say something in a press conference type of moment or on the sideline that'll go viral. I think he understands the room that he's playing this flag football game in. Uh, Jay's in Stockton, California. Hello, Jay. Hey, what's up, Jay? Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. I just wanted to touch on the Pro Bowl. And, Derek, uh, you're welcome. Uh, I'm going to be heading out to Vegas for the Pro Bowl. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I know that the game is not the way it used to be. I do remember uh, Rich Gannon winning back-to-back Pro Bowl MVPs uh, in my early years of a Raider fandom. And uh, I do remember uh, when the game really was some hard-hitting. Uh, I remember Sean Taylor just absolutely annihilating a punter uh, in one of those games. Yeah. Um, I do want to say I do respect that Derek Carr uh, gets to play with uh, Devontae one more time. And uh, obviously he this is a, a better farewell for him. I was a little hurt uh, that Derek didn't get to go out the way he did. And I do feel like this is a – a better time for him to say goodbye to the fans. I'll be heading down there. Hopefully we get to cheer him on one more last time as a Raider. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully things get better in the Pro Bowl. And thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thank you. And I think that's great that you're going to use this as an opportunity to come to Vegas, spend money, come here as a tourist and a Raider fan, and thank Derek Carr for everything he did. He did a lot for this organization, a tremendous amount. I know it. I've been here before. Derek Carr got here, and I know what he's done in this community. And I hope that Derek, if there's some peace or closure that he'll get being at the Pro Bowl in front of a lot of his fans, that's going to be good for him. It's an exhibition. It's a flag football game. Everybody's going to have a really good time. But when you say you're a Pro Bowler and you're the seventh pick and you're going to be behind a guy who had two touchdown passes and Tyler Huntley, who's everybody's just laughing about. Tyler, Tyler Huntley's the biggest joke in this whole thing, not Derek Carr. Derek Carr's been to the Pro Bowl. We know how good he is. But to say Tyler Huntley is a Pro Bowl quarterback, that is pathetic. I mean, it, why isn't Zach Wilson, the bench quarterback of the Jets, a Pro Bowler? Can't we get him out here? A good-looking young man. You know, he could get out there and throw whipping around. How good would Zach Wilson be in a flag football game? Let's make him a Pro Bowler. You know the Niners didn't even have a quarterback who could play in the NFC Championship game? They didn't even have a guy who could play. Guy got hurt. Next thing you know, Josh Johnson, everyone's looking around, he's hurt. They didn't even have anybody who can run. An offensive play throwing a forward pass, and now we're letting seven or eight guys come in and play on the Pro Bowl. Josh Allen's going to be hitting chip shots with Bill Murray at the AT&T at Pebble Beach and looking over at the ocean, hitting 200-yard approach shots in. He's going to have a better time than playing flag football. 
I hope no one gets hurt in the flag football because in Hawaii, there was an instance where a player got hurt with his knee on the beach. So I hope everybody's safe and has a great time out there. Robert in San Jose, California, listening on the Raiders mobile app. Thank you. Uh, thanks for taking my call, JT. You just uh, brought up something I was going to say mm-hmm. in terms of the Pro Bowl. Uh, the Pro Bowl has been a joke since that guy got injured on the beach. It was a running back, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't recall what his name was. In the Pro Bowl, the players haven't really wanted to play since that time because there's too much money involved. So the Pro Bowl is just a complete joke as is. Uh, second thing I wanted to say to you is that this Bill Belichick being the best head coach in the history of football to me is just wrong. It's Bill Walsh, and I say that as a, 49, as a Raider fan. Mm-hmm. Bill Walsh is by far the best. And two, Vinny uh, in the morning show mm-hmm. seems to think that Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. is going to get a $30 million guaranteed contract from somebody mm-hmm. uh, while he thinks Derek Carr is worth no more than 15 to 20. Uh, I told him that if you put Carr in Garoppolo's place with the 49ers, they pretty much have the same record. Do you think there's a team out there that's going to give, uh, I think Vinny said he checked some app. The Garoppolo should get four years, $139 million. Do you think he's worth that? Yeah, I think Garoppolo's worth $30 million a year. I think Derek's worth 35 to $40 million a year or 30 to $35 million in a market where quarterbacks are getting $50 million and $240 million guarantee. I think there's going to be a vibrant market for Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, well over $30 million. I talked to Vinny this morning when he was leaving, and I was getting in here today. We didn't discuss that, but... Look, I know the market. I know the business side of this. I know what salaries are, and Derek Carr got a pretty good contract here. If he can keep that contract and transfer it to another team, I don't think another team would want to pay what he's making now going forward. But I like Derek at around $35 bucks. Some might say 26 25 I disagree. I think Derek Carr's got seven or eight really good years left in front of him on another team, and I think $30 million is the minimum for that. I think he'll make more than that. Uh, well, I think Garrett Carr is better quarterback than Garoppolo. So do I. Is, well, no, no, no. That, that's that's a great debate conversation, my friend. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo wins a lot more than Derek Carr. Now you could debate the talent that Jimmy had in New England and San Francisco is superior to the Raiders, and that would be fair for a couple of those teams. But Garoppolo's a pretty good quarterback at getting the ball out, leading an offense, leading a locker room, being a leader, and playing at a high level with his win percentage. So. I would be. I would agree with you. I think Carr is better than Jimmy Garoppolo, but a lot of other people disagree with you and I. Well, I, I think uh, the team. I just hope it's not the Raiders because that would be. I'd rather go with the young guy and put the money into the rest of the team, especially the defense. The Raiders haven't played defense since they yeah. went to the Super Bowl the last time, and that's the Forty ers and the Eagles are showing that. Put your money in the defense, and especially the defensive line, and that's where the Raiders have just It'd be nice. Right I agree with you. Thanks for the call. If you've been listening to me for years, and especially the birth of this flagship, I've been talking about the defense harder than anyone on this channel. The soft middle of the, the, soft middle of the defense, who they need. I was the guy saying get Micah Parsons live on the air when they could have went up and traded for him. I think they could have. They missed out. They should have given up a one and moved up and got Micah Parsons. I think that would have changed the culture on defense in this organization by the former regime. I just host the, I host these draft parties and whatever I, they ask me to do here with the Raiders, they have to nail it. And Dave Ziegler, I saw that Eddie Bur- uh, Burselli from Sirius XM 
uh, tweeted out. Let me find this out because they're going to post this coming out for Sirius XM football, NFL radio, that Dave Ziegler spoke from Mobile, Alabama, and that'll be up at Sirius XM, I would assume, later today. And we'll see what he says. Here it is. I had to find the tweet. Yep, Jim Miller and Pat Kerwin caught up with Dave Ziegler in Mobile. He said they've gotten some calls on number four, full interview later today. So that'll be on NFL radio here. Uh, Jeff in Vegas, you're up next. Thanks for calling. Jeff, what's happening? Uh, JT, hey, so uh, for what it's worth, a friend of a friend of mine works in Tim Younger's office. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so there's some incentive uh, financially for Derek to make the Pro Bowl. You're mm-hmm. alternate. You don't play. You don't make it. He makes the Pro Bowl. It's worth uh, several hundred thousand dollars, mm-hmm. and you can ask him about that. But I, I think it's I think it's great that he's taken it mm-hmm. and don't you know forget about the. I think the guys that you listed in front of him make too much money. They weigh the risk uh, and how much they're getting paid, and. Uh, you know, we'll never have Pro Bowls uh, in the NFL again. No, but we won't. Derek had some financial incentive to be mm. able to do this. Not sure that's it for him, but just to let you know. That yeah, appreciate the call. Time. I knew that ahead of time. Appreciate it. All these guys have incentives for the Pro Bowl. I never get involved with Derek's money. That should be a T-shirt, Bobby. I would have been able to sell a 1,000 of those in the parking lot at every game. I never mentioned Derek Carr's money. My whole career with Derek, nine years, whatever he got, I said, cool, good for him. I interviewed him after he signed his extension with his wife and kids right outside the room. I congratulated him and hugged him and said, congratulations on this deal. Never got in the way of his money. But I believe if the world was right, that there'd be no such thing as a seventh alternate for a pro bowler getting paid. You know, if you make the pro bowl roster, if you're voted on to be a pro bowler, which means two at each position, all pro is legit and then pro bowl, then you get some money. But if you become an alternate and six guys drop out, six, and you're getting money for that, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But whatever you want to do. And Robert Edwards was a New England Patriot that got hurt, and that changed the Pro Bowl forever. And he jumped up to defend a four-on-four flag football game leading up to the NFL's 1999 Pro Bowl. And his knee landed awkward in the sand, and he blew out his knee. And that was tough. He was serving as the Patriots' new top option in the backfield. Georgia product saw action in all 17 of the team's games, and that was pretty much it for him. So you can't get hurt in the Pro Bowl. That's why they're not playing it. I guess you can't get hurt in a flag football game, I guess, because they're going to be playing flag football. I hope no one gets hurt. What's the difference between playing on the beach? The sand can really ruin your knee if you're trying to cut and be athletic on it, and that won't ever happen again. Mike North will join us coming up next. Always a 10 out of 10 from Mike with his energy and his interview. He's fantastic. Mike's going to come in here. We'll talk about the Pro Bowl, how to gamble, what happened to him as a gambler last week, and a preview of the Super Bowl. One of my longest-standing friends in radio who actually became a real friend. Careful with those radio friends. You want to turn them into real friends or kind of just enjoy your time with them. Mike North is a great friend, and he's always unique on the radio. He joins us next. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by the Botanist Gin, the number one fastest-growing brand. Step up your cocktail game with the Botanist Gin. Mahomes will fire it late for the end zone. Caught! 
Marquez Valdez Scantling on his backside. Touchdown, Kansas City. Chiefs Radio on the call. JT back with you as we continue on. Adam Schefter reporting at ESPN. Breaking news, the Saints and Broncos are finalizing compensation in return for Super Bowl winning head coach Sean Payton. ESPN reports this clears the way for Payton to sign with the Broncos to become Denver's next head coach. Compensation, Denver's 2023 first-round pick and next year's second-round pick for Sean Payton, and that's what the Saints get. The Saints also give up a 2024 third as I bring in the great Mike North, the great sports talk host, gambler, legend, handicapper. Mike, what do you think about this news with Payton? That's a big deal for us out west in the AFC West. Yeah, you know what? First of all, hi, JT. It's good to talk to you again, my friend. And uh, you know what? I mean, look, you're gonna. it's an upgrade, but uh, I, I want to see how he does without Drew Brees. And I want to see what he brings to the table. He's going to be in a tough conference. You know that mm-hmm. as well as anybody. So, I mean, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's definitely an upgrade. I think they lost their way uh, for a while between uh, Vic Maggio and, uh, and Hackett. And uh, this, is a, this is a pick that they know is reliable, at least. has got some legs uh, that, that has some resume to it. So it's going to be curious. He's going to be outdoors. No indoor dome anymore. Conditions are going to be different. Team's going to be different. And the quarterback, who I was very shocked about, uh, Russell Wilson, I love the guy. I don't know what happened this year, but uh, that didn't work out. So uh, a lot riding. Uh, and, I, I, you know, I have no axe to grind with Denver, so good luck to him. Hey, Mike, what do you think about fixing Russell Wilson? Where do you stand with that? He's had a great career, no debate. It's like he forgot how to play football. This is the big move for Peyton. He had to agree to fix Russell Wilson. Do you put him back in the lab? Do you got to sit down and tell him to stop being a diva? What's your first impressions on how this head coach and quarterback relationship can work? Well, I've loved uh, Wilson since he was in college, and he left NC State, went to Wisconsin, where I, you know, I'm a I'm a block away, really, the next state, and uh, you know, I admire the guy. His senior year, they go to the Rose Bowl. Uh, one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, you know, you could always rely on him. I know they had great defenses, but this year, it's like he played drunk. It's like you know he forgot everything, and I know that he also is very conscious. And you know this as well as I do, even as a talk show host. You can't hear, you can't have rabbit ears, and you can't be something that, you know, you're not. And I just saw a guy go a little bit Hollywood that I never thought would go Hollywood. I know that he's married to a beautiful woman. Well, we're all married to beautiful women, but you know what? <laughs> this woman's special, and maybe he did go a little Hollywood, but I think maybe everything broke down at one time. It's almost like the 49ers game this past week. Anything that could go wrong, did go wrong, you probably start with a clean slate now. Mike North joins us, the Chicago Sports Talk and National Sports Talk legend. What do you think? Let's start with both games on when Purdy went out. In all the years that you've covered football and watched it and been a fan, to know that they had no one that could throw a forward pass in the fourth quarter of that game. Mike, that'll never happen again in football history, going back to leather helmets where you can't bring a guy off the bench who can throw a forward pass. Yeah, you know what? It's really something. I mean, how it turned out. I know that they're talking about uh, changing the the quarterback mm-hmm. rule, and you know something may, uh, has to happen. I don't care if you're talking about uh, an airplane accident or 
or, you know, things happen through accidents. Improvement happens through things that you don't think will ever happen. And we thought we'd never see something like this. Uh, San Francisco just had the bad luck of the draw that day for every sort of reason. And to be there was miraculous. I felt bad for for Purdy because, you know, he had to go back in. I mean, people were calling him up and out for being for being soft. I heard Reggie Bush, of all people, Mr. You know, uh, injury himself, who I think played one full season calling out Purdy. So, you know, it's just a bunch of nonsense. The kid was hurt, came back in, showed some guts there that they were done, and I knew it. And I took San Francisco – for one unit, but you can't predict injuries uh, as far as when you're handicapped. You lose a guy like that, even the, the next guy bubbled a snap. So I don't think anything better was going to happen. Up. Mike North is our guest, and the handicap and picking games, everything he does on top of his radio legendary resume. So take me through the second game. I thought the officials leaned to Kansas City. There were plays that went against Cincinnati with the refs, but I thought more were for Kansas City, especially, Mike, on that final drive. The punt return, there was a block in the back. Even when Mahomes ran out of bounds and got hit, I counted two holdings on that play. I thought they got away with it, and it made the difference. I would have loved to have seen overtime. Walk me through how to bet that game, what you were thinking, especially when the officials got in the way. Well, I put uh, uh, two units on the Chiefs. I had the Chiefs going in. And it's very unusual, even for a guy like me who will be fair and straight up, uh, to say, you know, I had the Chiefs, but the other team got screwed. And that's exactly what happened. So I'm a guy that favored Kansas City, but knew that there were numerous breaks. And I don't want to hear that, you know, one thing led to another, like the, the, the referees on one set of downs got three first downs uh, for the Chiefs, but then they punted and people are going, well, they ended up punting anyway. That ain't the point. You're eating up clock. You're getting momentum. You're getting inside the head. And you're seeing a little bit of bias that I think was almost embarrassing at some points uh, in the game. Uh, look, like I said, I covered the game. Uh, but I just saw some things that looked a little bit unusual, period. Yeah, I, I did. And what do you think of Mahomes? Because I thought of Steph Curry and people who want to make the comparisons to Jordan in the flu game. You were covering that live. I don't go that far, but he did play Willis Reed. I grew up a Nick fan in the lore of that with my dad sure. telling me. So where, where do you put Mahomes now, Mike, all time if he wins the Super Bowl? Because if he loses the Super Bowl, he's 1-2 in the Super Bowl. Ken Stabler went to five championships, won one Super Bowl. The Snake was one of the all-time legends. This is make mm-hmm. or break for Mahomes. Once you get there, you got to win the thing. I think you got to win the thing, but I think that if something happened, we could never play football again. He's the first ballot Hall of Famer after five, six years. Now, you're saying, well, that's ridiculous. Well, I lived in a town and was very good friends with Dale Sayers. Same type of situation. That good. I think Mahomes is a heck of a leader. I think what he showed was guts uh, to come and play. I thought that he didn't play the game that, you know, am I going to play or not? I found that refreshing where he actually said, show tape of me and show the Bengals and everybody in, in America that I'm running and I'm healthy and let them go against me and say they didn't know that I was going to be this healthy. Where in the NBA and other things, they don't announce an injury, a key injury till like minutes before the tip-off. So it was easy for me to take them and it's going to be easy for me to take them against the Eagles getting two and a half 
He's rested. He'll have, uh, you know, some some uh, medica- medical stuff done to him. I think he's going to be great. And mm-hmm. I just can't, I can't get out of my head that going into the season that the Eagles had the 31st uh, easiest schedule in the National Football League. And mm-hmm. the quarterbacks that they played are a tenth, are a pimple on the behind of Patrick Mahomes. The Bears almost beat the Eagles this year, losing 25 to 20. Mike North, give him a follow at North number two North. North to North is where you follow him on social media. So, Mike, I'm sitting at home last night and I'm watching Brooklyn play the Lakers. And my wife says, wow, that's a good game. I said, no, no, Durant's not playing, Anthony Davis, and LeBron's not playing. And I'm, I'm watching this game and I'm going, you know, they're going to hold LeBron out for one game, but he'll play the next. Steph Curry and Clay don't play back-to-back on the road. And we compare everybody to Michael Jordan. And, you know, I like comparing LeBron to Michael Jordan because I think there mm-hmm. are many similarities. But... Mm -hmm. Michael played every game in his final season with the Wizards, and that's what everybody should continue to talk about, right? He didn't even consider this crap load management we're seeing in the NBA every night. Michael Jordan and Joe DiMaggio said basically the same thing. And, you know, you and I had this discussion the last time, the thing I will never forget about Michael, and I knew Michael, played ball with Michael, shot around with Michael, uh, first to practice, last to leave. Uh, said basically, you know, my mother-in-law went to one game her whole life just to see Michael Jordan. And we got a skybox from the radio station I was working at, had some people up. I can't imagine him not playing that night. I can't. And that's the problem the NBA has. But they had a, a commissioner who I still believe is the best commissioner for the people that he had to manage. And I'm talking about the teams, the ownership, and everything else, controversies, uh, bringing a team back from the dead, David Stern. Adam Silver is what he always was. He's a bench coach. And the lack of leadership is appalling. The defense now is non-existent. Everybody's getting a bag because everybody's given space. The average over and unders are 230. I grew up in an era when they were 192. There's no doubt in my mind. I apologize to Michael. Next time I talk to him, I'll say, I said you'd average 40 a game now. He'd average 50. It would be like obscene that you can't lay a hand on him when they used to put six uh, layers of hands on him. So I'm happy for LeBron that he's going to break it. But, you know, people leave Jabbar off their all-time list. Mm -hmm. He's the best basically from high school to pro I ever saw. He won everywhere, yet he leads all-time in points. And yet you'll hear people give you 10 different centers before him. So LeBron could break the record. Uh, and get get the glory, but I will say this: this is the softest I've ever seen basketball in its history, as far as defense is concerned. Yeah, and Mike, as we wrap it up, Mike Nortz, our guest. I know you have respect for the history of the league, and you respect LeBron. What he's doing this year, his longevity, the way he keeps his body in shape, he's a machine. But you're right; it's as soft as it's ever been. We I started off talking earlier today about the Pro Bowl. And what a joke it is to be the seventh or eighth pick. This guy, Huntley, had two touchdown passes, and he's a pro bowl, pro bowler. When it comes to NBA voting for the All-Star game and what we're seeing with load management, isn't it fair to say what I've been saying for almost 15 years? We're becoming softer. This country is becoming softer as a sports society. We're taking all this news for granted. You can be a seventh alternate on the pro bowl, or you don't have to play the NBA every night like the legends before you, Mike. Or you could transfer now in college if uh, you're a second stringer. You don't have to work your way up. You could leave there. You also have the situation in golf where 
Uh, all the other countries are catching up to us. I think coaching is softer now. I was a coach for six years in high school. We played, uh, we coached under a disciplinarian, uh, Jim Les's brother, Tom Les. I coached under him for six years, but he was strict. It was a Catholic school. And you're going to do it the way it's supposed to be done. And that is gone. The NBA is a disgrace to sports. And, and for, for lack of combat, uh, for competitiveness, uh, letting everybody score wide open shots. I mean, I watched a game between Cornell and Columbia one, one day. I'm not going to say I didn't have interest on it. It's the day it was a daytime game. I saw more floor burns in that game than I've seen all year in the NBA. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I'll be in Phoenix for the Super Bowl, and I'm always thinking of you because you were one of the first guys when I went to the Super Bowl said, call me whenever you need anything, and it had a massive impact on my career. Miss you and love, love you. Thanks for doing this. I, I love you, too, and you know what? I went to 17 of those, and you know what? Someday maybe I'll come back, but you know what? I know the start of the show will be down there, my friend. Take care, Mike. There he is, Mike North. Everyone, as we get the breaking news on Sean Payton to the Denver Broncos. Wow. Okay, so let's dip the show in reality, Bobby, as I like to dip the show in reality. That's not good for the Raiders. Sean Payton's a hell of a coach. He's a hell of a coach, and they're instantly better. Now, he's going to have to fix Russell Wilson, and he will. And Russell Wilson was going to be fixed no matter who the coach was. It was going to be an upgrade from Nathaniel Hackett. So as we take a look at this move, the Internet's about to break. Everybody in Denver is going big. They have new ownership, big money. And they were able to give Sean Payton this move. And the compensation on this, according to Adam Schefter, you know, the compensation, they're finalizing it now, but it's going to be significant. He's going to get a lot of money, and New Orleans is going to get a bunch of draft picks. Also breaking news from Adam Schefter, the Niners defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans, and the Texans have reached agreement on a six-year head coaching contract. Good coach. And he played there. So it's an obvious fit here. Uh, The Niners have requested to interview Chris Harris for their defensive coordinator spot. Look at the last two defensive coordinators for the Niners, Robert Sala and now D'Amico Ryans, two head coaches in this league. But again, 15 minutes ago, Adam Schefter, Denver's 2023 first-round pick and next year's second-round pick for Sean Payton and the Saints' 2024 third. I always wonder why the Saints have to throw anything, and I never get that. So that's what's going to happen. He's going to get this massive compensation deal. I don't see anybody reporting on the money just yet, but I would think it would be, you know, remember when Gruden got 10 years, $100 million, everyone went crazy? I would assume this deal is worth between 13 and $15 million, or 12 and $14 million. We'll get an exact number on that when it officially breaks. But Raider Nation Radio, you heard it here first. Unless you heard it on Twitter, Q told me about it in the hallway, and it is official. Broncos reach a deal for Saints' Sean Payton. I don't know. I thought Sean Payton would have possibly liked the Charger job. They didn't keep, they kept Brandon Staley, which I think is a mistake. Look at what we're dealing with now. Wow. So in the AFC West, Josh McDaniels, Brandon Staley, Sean Payton going down, and Andy Reid. Andy Reid and Sean Payton in the AFC West going up against the Raiders. Take it for what it's worth. You'd be the first callers in the history of Raider Nation Radio to call in on this. Your initial impact on Sean Payton to the Broncos. 702-365-9200. Raider fans are not in fear, but I've told you this and I nailed it. For the last three years on this channel, I've told everybody Raiders are going to sweep Denver. Vic Fangio got fired, not because he wasn't a good coach. He got fired because he couldn't beat the Raiders. 
Fact, not fiction. Secondly, Nathaniel Hackett fired. He was terrible and couldn't beat the Raiders. Sean Payton will have a better chance to beat the Raiders. Raiders are going to have to coach better and play better to beat Sean Payton. And I know Sean Payton has a lot of respect for Josh McDaniels and his coaching and what he's done as an offensive play caller. Get some play callers now, huh? Kellen Moore with the Chargers, offensive coordinator. Sean Payton, don't know if he's going to have an offensive coordinator or he's going to call the plays. And then we're going to see what happens with Josh McDaniels with his coaching staff, which seems to be intact. This is a big day. A big day today. Remember, I went nuts when Russell Wilson went there. I thought that was going to hurt the Raiders. It didn't. It didn't. I thought it would take a year for him to be better. He was a train wreck. So Sean Payton got hired to clean up Russell Wilson and get a lot of money. This all is about money, guys. Come on. You know how much money they probably paid this? How do you turn this, how do you turn this down? He sat, yeah, it's well, it's definitely Bobby worth more than $10 million. It's got to be worth more than $10 million. Again, Gruden years ago got $10 million a year with the Raiders per year. I think Sean Payton's anywhere from 12 to 15 a year. That'll set the new bar. This has got to be the highest paid coach in the league, I would think, by the end of today. When they come up with this, we'll see what the numbers look like. 702-365-9200. Woo! What a day today, man. Happy I came in studio with Bobby with all this breaking news. D'Amico Ryans, I think, is going to do a nice job, too. He's a good coach. He's a great culture guy. They need a culture change with the Houston Texans, and that defense is going to be a lot better, a lot better as their division all of a sudden is going to get more interesting, too. All right, Mr. Black on the news that Sean Payton is now the head coach of the Broncos. Go ahead. Wow. That's, yeah. uh, that's going to be big. Uh going to be big for us. You know, he's a serious, uh, he's a winner, and, and uh, I'm sure he'll turn that, you know, organization around. I don't know what they'll do with Russell Wilson, but I'm sure he can get him, you know, back to playing football and at last, this last season. Well, they don't have any draft. They don't have any draft. They're paying off the Russell Wilson trade, and then they're paying off to get Sean Payton. The Saints got a first-round pick. So he's going to have to go with that talent that they have there, and he's going to have to recruit free agents. And I think Sean Payton will be pretty good at that. I think he'll recruit yeah, I, some free agents yeah, to come to Denver. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, he's a proven coach. So, uh, yeah, they'll, he'll attract yeah, other players. But uh, it's going to be interesting this coming season, that's for sure. Oh, my goodness. Yep. All they, right, JT. Thank Hello, you. All right. Here. There's a guy who just called me in to say he's shocked. That's it. I just called in to say he's shocked. This is a pretty good call from Hawaii, which matters. Look, we knew that Denver was going to get a good coach. It was either going to be Jim Harbaugh, who's a hell of a coach, and they interviewed him a couple times. Let's just say about Jim Harbaugh, where they didn't come to terms on that. I just think they overpaid or not. Let me take that back. I don't know what the number is, but they threw a number at Sean Payton that Sean Payton said, yeah, finally, that, that number I'm not turning down. You never know what's going to happen a year from now. Sean Payton's one of those guys, as long as he stayed out, he'd get a job. Remember, Mark Davis wanted John Gruden. John Gruden sat in the booth for Monday Night Football for many years until he finally took Mark Davis's offer. That's what that whole story was about. Jack Del Rio was a fine coach, but he had John Gruden, and John Gruden finally said, I want that job. I want to go to the Raiders. And when he was able to do that, everything changed. Same thing with Denver. Once Denver's ownership with that Walmart money threw a number at him, he was cool. He said, yeah, you know, I, was, I don't know if I want the gig. I'm not sure. We've had a couple interviews, but excuse me? You're giving me that type of money? Yeah, I'll take the job. I'll sign. David in Vegas, you're up next. Go ahead on the flagship. Hey, you know, I mean, I guess we're going to see what kind of coach we have and what kind of a 
organization, right? I mean, you've got a quarterback controversy now. We've got to get a new quarterback. We've got great coaches in the division. We've got great quarterbacks in the division. This is what we hired these guys for. I'm confident that they're going to do what needs to be done. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that there's competition because what makes you stronger? Working against someone that's better than you, right? So time to step up. We're either going to do it or we're not, right? That's what's going to happen. Yeah, well, that's it. You're going up against a really good coach, a Hall of Fame quarterback in Russell Wilson. You're going up against what I think is one of the best young quarterbacks in all of football in Justin Herbert. He has Kellen Moore. And the Raiders don't have a quarterback as we speak. Raiders have to get a quarterback to work with Josh McDaniels. Jared Stidham does this move. Here's a good topic, Bobby, as the show's wrapping up. Here's a really good topic. I'm about to give it to you. What does this do now to the priority for the Raiders and their sense of urgency to go get Brady or to trade for Rodgers? Denver gave up a first-round pick for a coach. Would the Raiders give up their first-round pick for a legendary Hall of Famer? Probably. I don't know if Dave Ziegler wants to do that, but it's a topic. Remember, the Denver Broncos in the AFC West just traded for Sean Payton. They're going to make him the highest-paid coach in the history of the league. They gave up a first-round pick. It's the number 30th pick overall, so it's not a great pick. Raiders have number seven. So, again, the Saints, according to ESPN, will receive the Broncos' 30th pick overall and their 2024 second-round pick for Payton. Uh, uh, to me, it's fair. That's a fair compensation for Sean Payton, 30th pick overall. Question is, they have to pay for him, and it doesn't go against the salary cap, so they're going to pay the coach whatever they want. A lot of owners in that team now, minority owners, get a lot of money up in Denver, and they're spending it right here with Sean Payton. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Resorts World Las Vegas, the newest property on the Strip. Five into the end zone. Miles Sanders scored his second touchdown of the game and the second of his career in the postseason. Eagles radio on the call as we get you ready for the Super Bowl, but the breaking news, the Broncos have reached a deal for the Saints head coach Sean Payton. So Sean Payton will be the head coach of the Broncos on the flagship of the Raiders, Raider Nation Radio, that's a big deal. Uh, nothing positive comes out of this for the Raiders. Nothing positive. This is one of the best coaches recently. I don't think he's one of the all-time great coaches. I don't. Josh McDaniels has six Super Bowl rings, none as a head coach. Sean Payton's got a head coaching Super Bowl for a really good team. Drew Brees and all of that. He's thought of as being the best coach available. I've done this a long time. Every year there's one coach who's in TV or who won in the past, has got a ring. Possibly, remember Bill Cower. This was Bill Cower years ago. Everybody thought, is Tony Dungy or Bill Cower going to come out of television and do this again? Now Sean Payton does it. What does this do to the Raiders? I was just talking to Q, who's coming up next on this. It's a big topic. I'm texting with Harry Ruiz, who's texted me now, and we'll see what happens here because they are sacrificing draft picks for their coach and their quarterback, Russell Wilson. We know that Russell Wilson isn't playing well. I would assume that Sean Payton will fix that. I do. Now, there's a chance maybe Russell Wilson isn't fixed. That could be, he look, there's something mentally wrong with him. He's not throwing it. He's not the same guy. He's not coming off an injury like Derek had in 2016 where he broke his ankle. He's not having that situation. So they're bringing in someone to fix Russell Wilson. But I, I can't wait to find out how much money this contract is because what's interesting is the coach cost almost as much as the quarterback. I mean, the quarterback's a 50, 45, 50 million dollar guy, but the coach is making a lot of money too. A tremendous amount of money. So, breaking news all over the internet 
Uh, Ian Rappaport reported this seven minutes ago. The Broncos' last few weeks, they zeroed in on D'Amico Ryans. They secretly tried to lure Jim Harbaugh from Michigan, negotiated a Sean Payton deal, tried to hire Ryans again, finalized the hire of Sean Payton as their new head coach. Ian Rappaport, 10 minutes ago, unbelievable. The Broncos spent today trying to hire D'Amico Ryans again today before he recommitted to the Texans, sources said. When he agreed to terms with the Texans, they moved and finalized Sean Payton. How about that? Rappaport's pretty good. For Rappaport to say that the Broncos spent today trying to hire D'Amico Ryans, who ended up in Houston, turned him down, then they moved on to Sean Payton. That is interesting. So as Dove Kleiman uh, responds to that, he says, so the Broncos settled on Sean Payton and trade away a first and a second for him? Remember, the Raiders traded away a first and second for Devontae Adams. I thought it was worth it. I thought it was a great trade. I really liked the trade a lot. But these deals are crazy now. Absolutely amazing. And I'm not shocked that Sean Payton got that job. You know, coaching carousel is musical chairs. Teams and owners look around and say, who's the best guy? Let's offer him. What do you think Jim Irsay is saying right now? Jim Irsay is in Indianapolis going, we didn't get Sean Payton. We don't have Jim Harbaugh who played for the team. We don't get D'Amico Ryans who seemed like a hot commodity. Who are they going to get? And Indianapolis needs a quarterback. They need Derek Carr on top of that deal. What do you think New Orleans thinks right now? Sean Payton? They get a first and second for Sean Payton, and they have Dennis Allen as their head coach. Dennis Allen. Nowhere near the coach that Sean Payton is as a head coach. So every day, heading up to the Super Bowl, during the Super Bowl, offseason, there's going to be news, and a lot of it's going to be with the Raiders. But you have two, two big hirings today. D'Amico Ryans, former Niners defensive coordinator, is the head coach of the Texans, and Sean Payton, the head coach of the Denver Broncos. That's why sports radio is so much fun. I thought I was just going to come in here today and smash the Pro Bowl, smash the Pro Bowl alter, uh, alternates for this being a joke, and two head coaches get hired on my shift. I just, I'm just like a bartender, Bobby. I'm working a shift. I work the noon to two shift. Then there's a bartender that works happy hour. That's Q, right? And you get the morning shift that comes in. So on my shift today, I won the lottery. I got two head coaches on my shift today. Crazy. Thanks to Bobby who put the show together. Mike North was fantastic as always. Uh, we had Miles Simmons from Pro Football Talk and Jeff Sherman on the Super Bowl lines. That'll move until next week. We'll have him on from Radio Row. By this time next week... I'll host my first show for Raider Nation Radio from Phoenix. I'm going to be driving out on Monday, get there Monday afternoon. I'm off on Monday, and I'll be there Tuesday and the rest of the week. Harry Ruiz will jump in up for me for the back end of that week. I'm excited. A lot of news here. Hopefully the Raiders have bigger news coming up. But top to top, Sean Payton to Denver. Q's rustling to get in here. He's going to come in right now. He's got a lot to say on this. Have a great day, everyone.